The New Jersey Devils failed Mackenzie Blackwood once again, and they blew their lead not once, not twice, but three times against the Nashville Predators. And what is Miles Wood doing on the rink? I'll tell you what, nothing. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credentialed media member, Trey Matthews. So the New Jersey Devils had the lead against Nashville Predators not once, not twice, but three times, and they blew all three chances. Mackenzie Blackwood gave it his all, but unfortunately the defense in front of him was no help to him. So here's what we're going to do in today's episode. I'm going to talk about my overall reactions to the game, my uh, key takeaways. Then in segment two, I'll talk about Miles Wood and his overall future with the team because the last 10 games – Seems like Miles Wood has just been running around doing nothing, basically just doing suicides at this point, going back and forth, back and forth, and contributing little to nothing. And it's got fans questioning as to why he's still out on the rink. And then in the third and final segment, I'll compare the overall stats and give a letter grade for the Devils. So before we start with the game reaction, let me give you guys an interesting fact, courtesy of my friend Christy Flannery over at the Hockey Riders. The last time the New Jersey Devils beat the Nashville Predators was on March 10th, 2018, 3-2 shootout win at Nashville. Head coach John Hines is 4-0-0 against New Jersey. So it seems like the Devils can never muster a win against the Nashville Predators. So we're talking about March 2018, and we're in January 2023. So we're talking nearly five years since the New Jersey Devils beat the Nashville Predators, and they had three opportunities to put their foot on the gas pedal and put the game to bed early. Unfortunately, they blew some of their chances, but the rest were no help as well. So while we're still on the topic of luck, because I I just said that the Devils have bad luck against Nashville Predators, remember in the more recent episode where I said that the New Jersey Devils cannot keep relying on like these last-second buzzer beaters to tie the game and send it to OT because going into this matchup, the Devils were coming off of four straight overtime matchups. And I said, while it's exhilarating, while it's exciting, it's something that I don't want the Devils to make a habit of because sooner or later, your luck is going to run out. And that is not a good way to consistently win. Now, I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils are finding ways to get points on the board. So at least they walk away with something. And Lindy Ruff said, Uh, during an interview that if he had to like pick whether play 60 minutes of regulation of hockey and come away with no points or play 65 minutes of hockey and come away with at least a point, he said he'll go with uh, option B and I get it. But at the same time, I would like to see the devils win in regulation a little more often because like I mentioned in my more recent episode, fatigue can play a factor and it can catch up to you. And like I said, these comeback wins are exciting. The New Jersey Devils are currently tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning for most comeback victories this season with 15. 
but let's try to keep those comeback victories in regulation and not send an OT. So let's talk more about Mackenzie Blackwood and how his team came up short despite his big performance. So the New Jersey Devils, short and simple, failed their netminder. Not my words. Amanda Stein had the chance to speak with Nico Heischer postgame, and here's what the captain had to say in regard to Mackenzie Blackwood. He said, he gave us everything again. He gave us a chance to still win the game, even if we gave so many chances up. He played unbelievable for us. It's definitely not on him tonight at all. I would have to agree with Nico Heischer in this case. This loss cannot be placed onto the shoulders of Mackenzie Blackwood because he was fantastic in between the pipes. And here's something that I found interesting during the course of the telecast. Bill Spaulding and Cam Danico talked about this, particularly in the second period, that every time Mackenzie Blackwood, as of late, is the starting goalie, it seems like the New Jersey Devils, their defense just takes a couple step backwards and they have to rely too much on him to do the work. So I know I talked about this for VTech Vancheck, but Mackenzie Blackwood saw 40 shots this game. He saw about 23 in period number one alone. So Bill Spaulding also gave this interesting factoid saying the last time that Vitek Vancheck faced at least 35 shots was over a month ago. He is correct in a sense. However, he is slightly incorrect. What do I mean by that? Well, I, I looked at the game logs. The last time that Vanacek saw at least 35 shots on him was back on November 28th against the New York Rangers when he saw 38. So to give you some better reference, courtesy of Devils PR, tonight's affair also marked the third time this season that the Devils allowed 40 or more shots in a game. Jersey's team allowed 40 or more shots in a game nine times last season. The most shots that the Devils allowed in a game for the 2022-2023 campaign was on January 1st versus the Carolina Hurricanes after the team allowed 47 shots on goal in a 5-4 to four shootout loss. And guess who was in net that game? It was Mackenzie Blackwood. So my thing is like the defense failed Mackenzie Blackwood, particularly that third pairing of Brendan Smith and Nikita Holtuk. They were completely lackluster this game. Ryan Graves wasn't sharp. Damon Severson wasn't sharp on defense, at least. So this whole uh, situation in terms of uh, defensively for New Jersey Devils, I saw this tweet lingering around and I forget who said it, but if Lindy Ruff had the option to bench uh, all six defensemen for this game, I think he would have because it was that bad. The defense was pretty much a non-factor. Now, I'll give props to Dougie Hamilton. He is continuing his success from the last few games because he was able to rack up a couple assists. So he got the primary assist on Jesper Braskell that made it a one-to-nothing game. And he also got the secondary assist on Jack Hughes's goal in the second period. So Dougie Hamilton, in terms of points, he's starting to rack it up just a little bit. So I'll give props to Dougie Hamilton, but the other players that I just listed for Devils, not too sharp in this matchup, just turnover after turnover after turnover. So the Devils had 10 giveaways this game, and seven of them were committed by our defensemen. And if you look back at some of those goals scored by the Nashville Predators, you can see the Devils just getting way too sloppy, whether it's in their uh, defensive end, whether it's a neutral zone, whatever the case might be, the Devils just did not handle the puck all that well. They gave the Nashville Predators too many odd man rush situations, and there were too many times in which Mackenzie Blackwood, it was just him or a Nashville Predator skater, and he had to try to save it point blank or they would score for the goal. So the defense in front of Mackenzie Blackwood 
failed him big time. And it's not fair to Mackenzie Blackwood because, like I just said, I talked about that Carolina Hurricanes game in which he saw 47 shots now that did go into OT and later to a shootout. So that adds to it just a little bit more. But remember the last time that Mackenzie Blackwood suited up in the game for Devils was against the Seattle Kraken just a few days ago. And it was the same situation. Mackenzie Blackwood was seeing a lot of shots come at him and he was getting no help. So as you guys know, I am definitely not opposed to getting rid of Mackenzie Blackwood because I just don't think he has has, uh, justified his reasoning to stay much longer because I just don't feel comfortable re-signing him to a three-year extension. However, I'm not heartless. I'm a, I like to consider myself a fair person, and this is unfair for Mackenzie Blackwood because he's trying to fight for his job security, and the defense in front of him is not helping. So it's just like I, I said it in a couple episodes ago in which I, I said that when Vitek Vanacek has to step up his game, when he has to keep the Devils in the game, the Devils always find a way to win. Yet when Mackenzie Blackwood has to do it, it seems like the Devils always find a way to lose and it doesn't make him look good. So I think this is very unfair for Mackenzie Blackwood. He's fighting for his job security. He's trying to make a case as to why he should be given an extension. He is going to become a restricted free agent. So once again, I would like to see Mackenzie Blackwood get some decent help and then I'll judge him from there. But in terms of just seeing this overall game, this was just the epitome of the Devils just failing Mackenzie Blackwood somehow, some way. Bill Spaulding and Can Danico also talked about this in period number two, which is uh, Bill acknowledged what I've been acknowledging on this show, which is Mackenzie Blackwood is getting no help, whereas Vitek Vanacek seems to be uh, given some extra insurance. So Bill Spaulding asked former New Jersey Devil Can Danico, like, is this like, uh, what do you do in this situation? Like, is this by design? Like, what goes through the players' heads? Basically, he was just trying to get Can Danico's uh, opinion on the matter. And Can Danico really had no answer because it's as simple as this, which is, it's just circumstance. You just don't really know. And he he described it as sort of like a pitcher in baseball that gets no run support. So I think that's a decent um, example to use. And I know Can Danico was put on the spot. Maybe not the best example because even if a pitcher doesn't have any run support, if it's a good pitcher, they're not going to give up that many runs. So their ERA might still be like one point something or two points something. They might still rack up a lot of strikeouts. Maybe they just give up a home run or two to nothing and they go seven or eight strong innings and they can't get any run support like Can Danico said. But for Mackenzie Blackwood, it's a and for the sport of hockey in general, and forgive me, I'm not trying to act like I know more than Can Danico, but at the same time, I just feel like it's a little different in the sport of hockey because when you see that scoreboard, the Devils lost this game six to four. And if you're just like scoreboard watching and you see Mackenzie Blackwood is in net, and given the history of Mackenzie Blackwood, people are just are just going to be quick to blame. Mackenzie Blackwood, and that's not fair to him. So, like I said, I love the example from Candanico. Still needs a little bit of adjusting. I I think it's a decent example, like I just said, but at the same time, I get where he's coming from. So, um, I I do want to uh, just uh, let the Devils off the hook for one instance because the referees certainly weren't helping Mackenzie Blackwood. So, the first goal led up by the New Jersey Devils that came from Cody Glass. The referees completely screwed Mackenzie Blackwood because they assessed him a tripping penalty. So thus, 
That put the natural predators on the power play and they were able to capitalize on their man advantage. So I, I look at the replay. I just think that was an unfair penalty assessed to Mackenzie Blackwood because he was just searching for the puck and it was wrong place, wrong time for Nashville. And they just tripped over him. And thus that's what happened. That's just hockey. I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, was justified to give Mackenzie Blackwood a tripping because I think you completely screwed him. Like you put him at an unfair uh, and his team at an unfair disadvantage. So I get that tripping happens, but at the same time, he's the goalie. He's supposed to be searching for the puck. He's supposed to be covering it up. It didn't look like he left his, his post or anything. And it, it was just, like I said, it was just like wrong place, wrong time. So that's my opinion. I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood deserved a tripping in this case. So we're going to talk about Miles Wood and what I feel as though the New Jersey Devils should do with them going forward. But before uh, we continue with today's episode, I want you guys to make some extra cash, especially with the NFL playoffs rolling around. So we at Locked On are really excited to announce our new sports betting partner, and they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet and just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has you covered for your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even uh, combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So you know the drill. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's talk about Miles Wood. What's up with Woody? Because the last 10 games, Miles Wood has put up nothing but zeros on the board. So the last time he was able to register a point in a game for the Devils was back on January 4th against the Detroit Red Wings. So a lot of people, and I actually put a poll on Twitter that's still live, I asked, like, should the New Jersey Devils make Miles Wood a healthy scratch? Because, like I just said, these past few games, he's been putting up nothing but zeros, and uh, you guys voted, and the result uh, at this point, out of 231 votes, 74% of you say yes, 15% of you say no, 11% of you say unsure. So my overall thing for Miles Wood is that it's been definitely kind of slow for him. And I think it's getting into his head a little bit. So if you guys missed the last couple of trade discussions I've been doing with Jersey Joe, it could, it, it could quite possibly be Miles Wood's last few games as a New Jersey devil, because these trade talks for Timo Meyer, they're starting to gain traction and it, it, it they're talking about it on TSN. They're talking about it on NHL.com, NHL Network. Experts are putting out uh, their overall thoughts and they think that the New Jersey Devils are legitimately in the running or maybe for a few other players. So we talked about some potential options in Vancouver, but digressing a little bit, if the Devils are serious about re-signing Jesper Bratt and also uh, getting a top-notch player to help them make a deep playoff run, then some players are going to have to go. Just a matter of circumstance. So I just talked about Mackenzie Blackwood. He's set to become a restricted free agent. Damon Severson is set to become an unrestricted free agent. But one player that we have not been talking about in particular is Miles Wood, because remember, he signed a one-year extension with the Devils 
And it, it was to be expected because no other teams were going to basically put an offer out for him just because he was coming off of hip surgery. So my overall thing for Miles Wood is simply this. It might be getting into his head just a little bit, knowing that um, the, the trade deadline is fast approaching. He, he might be playing his last few games as a devil. And also keep in mind, Nathan Bastian was only recently um, integrated back into the lineup. So my thing for Miles Wood is simply this. Do I think he should be a healthy scratch? In my opinion, I say wait a few more games. So I think the overall thought process that people have is that the New Jersey Devils don't want to scratch Miles Wood simply for this reason. It's just because they think that Tom Fitzgerald is worried about his trade stock dipping if other opponents see that uh, he's just a healthy scratch, whatever the case might be. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think they're just trying to wait for Nathan Bastion to uh, get his footing underneath them. Because like I said a, a few episodes ago, it took Andre Palat like what, nine or 10 games to get his first goal since returning from injury. And prior to that, the last time he scored was back in October. So I think they're just trying to uh, take it easy and just try to reunite Miles Wood and uh, Nathan Bastion, Michael McLeod. It hasn't been a pleasant reunion but let's just give it a few more games or at least give it one more game for a Dallas stars game. Then we go into the all-star break and then we go from there. So uh, just putting that out there, but ultimately um, how much longer can the devils wait? Well, I really don't know, but I think miles Wood and his job security is in trouble just a tad bit because it is a little concerning the fact that Miles Wood, who's supposed to be an impactful player for the team, has gone his like last 10 or so games without registering a, a point. So I would like to see Miles Wood contribute just a little bit more. And, and that's something we're talking about, which is our overall struggle at depth. And here's something else I want to touch on while we're while we're still on the subject. When looking at the New Jersey Devils and the lines that they rolled out for this game, they made some slight adjustments. So Eric Holla was finally moved down to the third line as the starting center. Jack Hughes, Yegor Sharangovich, and Fabian Zetterlin were put onto the same line. Now, that line got off to a pretty decent start, but it fell off just a little bit. If I had to make an adjustment to it, I would put Fabian Zetterlin on the third line because I think he would mesh better with Tomas Tatar and also Eric Holla and Dawson Mercer. We were able to see his true impact this game. And uh, he was able to uh, get a goal late for the Devils when there was like, what, like 2-14 remaining in the game. So uh, I think Dawson Mercer would be better suited on uh, the second line alongside with Jack Hughes. But Fabian Zetterlin did get the primary assist on Jack Hughes's goal in period number two. So I'll definitely give him his uh, props in that regard. But uh, I like the overall uh, change of the lines for uh, Lindy Ruff. But like I said, the, the defense was absolutely terrible. So Ryan Graves turning it over, Nikita Holtuk turning it over, Brendan Smith, Damon Severson, Jonas Siegenthaler, not really all that sharp. Dougie Hamilton, you know, doing what he does, registering the points. But man, it was dreadful, like awful. Like it was, it was honestly hard for me to watch at times, but just got to move on. And I, I, this is going to be a difficult challenge for them because now they got to uh, play the Dallas Stars. When this episode goes live, they got another game to play. And they just got to go from there and they got to end, I guess, quote unquote, the first half of the year because it's uh, the, the all-star uh, break is uh, is fast approaching. 
they 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 just got to go into this final game and just and then just try to end on a high note and then it's all gas no breaks once uh the all-star game concludes and the devils make that uh dash to the finish line so like we do with every post game recap i'm going to compare the overall stats and then give the devils a letter grade so shots on goal differential 41 to 39 in favor of the predators so at least the Devils were close in that regard, but giving up like what, 22 or 23 shots on goal in period number one, that's unacceptable. Give Mackenzie Blackwood a chance and give him some help. Faceoff percentage, 59% to 42% in favor of the Devils. Power play, Devils were 0 for 2. Predators were 1 for 2. And like I said, I think Mackenzie Blackwood and company were screwed on that uh, power play goal. I, I talked about that enough. Hits, 29 to 19 in favor of the Predators. Blocks. 17 to 15 in favor of the Preds giveaways predators 14 to 10. However, like I said, though, out of those 10 giveaways, seven were caused by the New Jersey devils as defensemen. So if I had to give a letter grade for this matchup for devils, um, I'm going to have to give them a D plus because this was absolutely sloppy. It was an absolute uh, crap show. It, it was bad. And the 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 overall defensive execution was not there. And like I said, if Lindy Ruff had the choice to bench all six defensemen, I think he would have, quite honestly. And um, the offense did come to play. So that's why I gave him a D plus instead of like a D or a D minus or even an F. But this game just gave me flashbacks to last year or the year before that. So I've been covering this team for a few years. It, it gave me like deja vu to those last couple of years in which the devils would just lose these types of games consistently. And they still have not uh, won against the predators in nearly like what, five years. So uh, they got that going for them, but it, it just sucks that the devils had three opportunities to try to extend their lead. And unfortunately they blew all three chances and, um, and, and their luck just finally ran out on them. So yeah, D plus for them and their overall efforts. The offense did come to play. Defense was shocking. And uh, this loss is not on Mackenzie Blackwood. So let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. What did you think about the overall execution by the Devils? And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.